0: Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, my friends? Welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. My name is Ian McLaren, and I'm your host. And this is, of course, a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. There's a lot to talk about today, including, of course, a 7-1 loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning in Game 3. Kind of what's going on in the world around sports at the moment. And uh, before we get into all that, let me just remind you that the podcast is available wherever you can get your podcasts, whether it be Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast is where I get mine on my Android phone. Last time I checked, we were the 14th ranked hockey podcast in the United States on Apple and that is amazing. Pretty much the highest we've ever been. A lot of that is thanks to my episode with Emily Cave a couple days ago, which if you haven't listened to yet, please go check that out. Uh, But I do appreciate the support. All of you who are hitting that subscribe button, uh, downloading regularly, uh, listening and enjoying, it really means a lot. And if you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated. You can find me on Twitter at McLaren. You can also follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. And uh, if you want to email me, you can do so at LockedOnBostonBruins at gmail.com. Now with that all said, I must confess that I did not watch Game 3 between the Bruins and the Lightning on Wednesday night. I had a three-pitch game that began at 7.20 p.m. Eastern Time, so I didn't get home till the end of the first period. But I really didn't have much of an appetite to watch hockey last night because of the NHL's complete lack of response to social issues that are going on in the world. As I'm sure you are all aware, in the NBA and in Major League Baseball, the WNBA, MLS, um, players decided not to play yesterday because of the most recent police shooting of a black man, this time in Kenosha, about... 65 kilometers south of Milwaukee, a man named Jacob Blake uh, was shot multiple times. He did survive, but he's left uh, with grievous injuries. And I believe he's paralyzed from the waist down. So the Milwaukee bucks took action on Wednesday saying that they were going to sit out their game against the Orlando magic. The NBA eventually postponed all three games Wednesday, uh, The Milwaukee Brewers followed suit in their game against the Cincinnati Reds. And then MLS, WNBA all uh, took a pause on Wednesday. The NHL, their reaction was to have a moment of reflection prior to the game against Boston and Tampa Bay. And then reports are there was nothing uh, mentioned prior to a game later on that night between the Dallas Stars and the Colorado Avalanche. The Boston Celtics, here on Thursday, they're in talks with the Toronto Raptors to boycott their first game of their second-round playoff series, but the Bruins, again, largely uh, did nothing to um, show any sign of solidarity, neither did the NHL, and, uh, you know, it's very disappointing. Now, Zdeno Chara and Patrice Bergeron, they did speak post-game about the boycotts that took place across the sports world on Wednesday, most notably, of course, the NBA, where all three games in the playoff bubble were postponed due to the unrest following the shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Patrice Bergeron said, We stand against any type of racism. My stance and our stance doesn't change. Again, any form of injustice. And I've made a statement earlier, he said, a few months ago, Zdeno Char did as well. I stand behind that statement, Bergeron said. I want to be part of it, part of a solution. Obviously, there needs to be change. That's where I'm at. Obviously, it's about human rights. It starts with everyone. I'm part of that. Z is part of that. We all need to find ways to be part of the solution. My statement doesn't change. My stance doesn't change. I want to be part of it. I stand against any type of racism and injustice. I want to be part of that. Bergeron reiterated over and over again. Bergeron, of course, did um, act in the form of financial donations, $25,000 back in his home province of Quebec, $25,000 in Boston. Uh, Zdeno Chara, he took part in Black Lives Matter March back in Massachusetts earlier this summer. And he kind of reiterated what Bergeron said saying they support NBA players and all the leagues that showed their support. They support the fight against racism and injustice. There are different ways to express that fight, and obviously NBA players expressed their opinions by boycotting the games, and we support it. Now, Chara was also asked if the players spoke at all prior to Game 3 about a potential boycott, and he said no. It was so close to our game, he said... After their pregame meal, they took naps, then they were on the bus. He didn't think any of them were watching the TV until they got to the rink, and then at that point, it was too close to the game to start any discussions or move the games to different dates. They were just basically following the schedule that the NHL provided for us. Now, this to me is a fairly weak response. You can't tell me that no player on the team caught wind of what was going on outside of the hockey bubble through their phones uh, by being in communication with friends or family members outside the bubble to say that, you know, they had their meal, they had a nap, they got to the rink, started putting their equipment on without any knowledge of what was going on. That's, uh, that's pretty weak uh, in my mind. Bruce Cassidy did say that if any of the players had come to him and expressed their desire to sit the game out or boycott that he would have supported them 100%. But the reality is in hockey, that's just it's just not going to happen. Uh, hockey players, by and large clearly don't see this as their issue. Um, the NHL can't even bring themselves to say Black Lives matter. And for all the talk about listening and learning, there doesn't seem to be much action. No, I'm not saying that the Bruins had to sit this game out, that they had to boycott. But all of the hockey response to this is falling on players like Evander Kane, on players like Matt Dumba. You know, nobody on the Minnesota Wild could bring themselves to raise a fist in solidarity with Matt Dumba. Even you know Tyler Sagan, Jason Dickinson in Dallas, who did take a knee. During the National Anthem, earlier in the playoffs, um, they didn't take action last night prior to their game. Sagan said he supported what the NBA and MLB are doing. They had that decision to play the game, but they look forward to showing their action more in the coming days, whatever that means. Boycotting the games is not the only way to show your support for the cause, Sagan said. So overall, yeah, just a very disappointing day uh, for hockey in general. And as a result, I just really couldn't bring myself to watch the game last night. I said on Twitter that, you know, hockey in general is basically the living embodiment of thoughts and prayers. And we all know where that kind of statement comes from on the, the political spectrum. I'm not wanting to be political here, I'm not saying you can't have your opinions, you can't speak out about your own personal beliefs, but for the NHL to be completely silent on a day, historic day, where athletes and pro sports teams were putting their games aside because of another instance of extreme injustice um, For hockey to remain silent is just incredibly disappointing. And um, Evander Kane on Twitter said, It's incredibly insulting as a black man in hockey, the lack of action and acknowledgement from the NHL. Just straight up insulting. And the NHL just perpetually ignores and pushes away so many people who love this sport. Hockey is clearly not for everyone. And that makes me sick to my stomach because I love this game so much. I want it to be open to everyone. But hockey's cluelessness when it came to what actually mattered yesterday uh, was was pretty embarrassing. Um, So yeah, that's all I have to say about that for now. Before we get to a recap of Game 3. Let's talk for a moment about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com has been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. They have an amazing selection of all the parts your vehicle could ever need. Everything from taillights to brake parts, motor oil, new carpet to engine control modules as well. Whether it's for your classic or daily drive, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Their catalog is unique, remarkably easy to navigate. You can see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, their prices are always reliably low. And if you go right now to rockauto.com, you can get a look at all the parts available for your car or truck. Please write "locked on" in their how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Now if you're feeling hungry today and want a tasty meal delivered right to your door, I suggest downloading the DoorDash app and making an order today. You can continue supporting restaurants in your community safely. There are Thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage now more than ever. You can support your favorite restaurant on DoorDash and get a perfect meal delivered right to your door using the DoorDash app. Ordering is easy. Open the app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Many of your favorite local restaurants are open for delivery, Just use the app, select your favorite restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero on delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you use the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees when you download the app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. DoorDash, get into it. So about Game 3, I did watch a condensed version of the game this morning, and I'm glad that I did because, wow, that was ugly. The Bruins suffered their worst postseason loss in nearly 30 years with the 7-1 drubbing at the hands of the Tampa Bay Lightning. They had not lost by six or more goals in the playoffs since 1992 against the Buffalo Sabres, and now they trail the best-of-seven series Two to one. I usually track advanced stats for games after the fact using natural stat trick, but they last night left their site dormant in support of uh, Black Lives Matter, which was really cool. So I just have the surface stats to go on here. The Bruins outshot 31 24. Tampa Bay went three for six on the power play. Bruins went one for three. Bruins amassed 39 penalty minutes. Uh, they did out-hit the Lightning, but that's largely an indication of not having the puck. The Bruins did, like we discussed yesterday, dress seven defensemen and 11 forwards. Uh, Sean Corrales and Anders Bjork were out of the lineup. Par Lindholm came in at forward, um, and Jeremy Lozon and John Moore came in on defense as Connor Clifton got the night off as well, and the seven defensemen strategy clearly didn't work. Jaroslav Halak was given a yank after allowing four goals on 16 shots. Rookie Dan Vlader was thrust into the crease for his first NHL appearance, and he was hung out to dry as well. He allowed three goals on 15 shots, but you know we're not going to fault him at all for being put in that situation in the first place. Zidane Chara, after the game said, they're going to have to move on pretty quickly. Not their best game. They realize it was one of those games that nobody wants to look at. Definitely something we have to move forward from and get ready for the next one. Having said that, I would expect Bruce Cassidy will definitely be showing some video to his players about several breakdowns that occurred in this game, a lack of defensive coverage, and just an all out poor effort. Cassidy, after the game, said... It's tough. You can get behind in this league against a good team, and it's difficult enough to catch up. After going down, they lost their composure at times, didn't do enough to get back in the game. You've got to bear down at the start of the second period, first 10 minutes, and they weren't able to do that. And Tampa Bay took full advantage of the opportunities given to them in the first period. They were leading 2-0 after the first, went up 3-0 early in the second. Brad Marchand sh- showed some signs of life by getting the Bruins on the board uh, just around the 5-minute mark of the second, but then it remained all Tampa Bay from that point. The penalty kill really let the Bruins down last night. It's been one of their strengths all year. Really good in the playoffs so far, but you know when you give up three goals on the power play, especially when you're already down and taking undisciplined penalties. It's just a a recipe for disaster. The disappointing part for Cassidy is that they weren't able to get themselves back in the game and dug themselves a further hole by taking penalties, um, not creating penalties, and uh, not having that opportunity for pushback. He said they're going to focus on Game 4, whether it's 7-1, 2-1, a loss is a loss. They are now up 2-1 in the series. He thinks they've got a good group that is resilient. They'll lick their wounds uh, today. Apparently, they're going to get away from the rink, get ready for Game 4, which is on Friday night in Toronto. I mentioned uh, Vladder making his debut. Uh, He did receive a pep talk from Chara before settling into the crease. He uh, was talked to by Halak going into the third period in the hallway, which was which was pretty nice to see. Cassidy said the decision to pull Halak wasn't because he was disgusted by his play, but it was more to give Dan some looks in net. Um, it was four one at the time, and Tampa was energized in the second period. The Bruins looked deflated, so why not make a switch? He's the 10th Bruin in team history to play in a postseason game before a regular season contest. The first goalie in team history to do so. Cassidy said he had a gut feeling their guys were going to have a tough time pushing back from three goals down. So let's look at Dan and Cassidy will have to look at it a bit more. There's a lot of things going on, but goalie Bob will talk to Dan. Uh, He's glad he got an opportunity to play. Cassidy said he didn't wish it to be in that circumstance, but it is what it is. Uh, He got some work in, some good experience. Hopefully he's better off for it down the road. This is, of course, where the lack of Tuukka Rask really hurts the Bruins. Under normal circumstances, Rask likely would have started Game 1 and 2, and then you can turn to Halak for Game 3 in the back-to-back. Now you're riding your quote-unquote backup goalie very hard, and in a pinch, you have to turn to a rookie with No NHL experience, despite some strong numbers at the AHL level. So really a game to forget for the Bruins. Uh, Not too many guys really stood out on the score sheet. Andre Kasha had four shots, still no goals for him. Brad Marchand, of course, with the goal, he's been red hot these playoffs. Uh, Otherwise, uh, just a bit of a... A gong show for the Bruins in Game 3, and again, they don't really have much time to shake it off and get ready for Game 4, which will take place Friday night in Toronto, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Game 5 was confirmed for Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern in Toronto as well, obviously. I'm kind of reluctant to bring this up just because of the bad memories it may conjure for us, but we only have to look back to the 2019 Stanley Cup final to see a team rebounding from a bad loss like this. If you recall, the Bruins won uh, game one, 4 2 over the St. Louis Blues. They lost 3 2 in overtime in game two, and then the Bruins thumped the Blues 7 2 in game three of that series. The Blues then won the next two games. Boston tied the series in game six. And then, of course, the Blues won in game seven. So um, that was a five goal loss in game three for the Blues. They responded with the win in game four. And uh, hopefully, the Bruins can respond in kind and make a statement on Friday um, in what is, yeah, arguably a must win. I find it hard to believe they could come back from a 3-1 series deficit against the Lightning, meaning Game 4 uh, super important and hopefully our Bruins do not disappoint. Speaking of disappointment, talking about erectile dysfunction is not easy. Usually we just brush it off or avoid it altogether, but with Roman it's easy to talk about. You can connect with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best plan. And if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day delivery. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash locked on NHL and complete an online visit. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's getroman.com slash locked on NHL. Getroman.com slash locked on NHL. Elsewhere around the NHL, on Wednesday, the Philadelphia Flyers defeated the New York Islanders in overtime. And that series is now tied at one. The Colorado Avalanche beat the Stars to get back in their series. Uh, Now They're now down 2-1 in that one. Again, going back to uh, Jacob Blake and Black Lives Matter, I really liked what Matt Dumba said on the radio yesterday. Uh, He said it was disheartening, but expected the NHL's reaction. He said... The NHL, they're always late to the party, especially on these topics, so it's sad and disheartening for me, other members of the Hockey Diversity Alliance, and I'm sure other guys across the league. If no one stands up and does anything, it's the same thing. It's just that silence that you're outside looking in on actually being leaders and invoking real change when you have an opportunity to do so. Evander Kane said the first thing first is to acknowledge it. It's another instance that still hasn't been acknowledged and we're about three or four days into the video of Jacob Blake incident being released. I still haven't seen or heard anything in regards to it, so that's disappointing. And as a black player in this league, it's even more disappointing, he said. Akeem Alou on Twitter said, Amazing statement of solidarity for the black community by the NBA, WNBA, MLB. NHL, where are you at? Tick tock. To their credit, some media members did speak out. I know Chris Johnson of Sportsnet said it didn't feel right to uh, have to work a hockey game last night. Christine Simpson during the broadcast said she felt sick to her stomach about it. Kelly Rudy said the NHL should have postponed games to support Black Lives Matter. So I appreciated those people speaking out. Uh, but again, it's, it's just not enough for the NHL. Um, And disappointing overall, kind of on the along the same lines. I'm sure you all saw yesterday that Sharks captain Logan Couture tweeted out uh, a story saying that he had been sucker punched in Toronto for talking American politics. I said he was talking about voting for the Republican Party, mentioned Donald Trump, and he didn't say he'd explicitly vote for Trump but would vote Republican if he was an American citizen, which he is not. He doesn't have a vote. He deleted those tweets after facing considerable criticism, and the Sharks also issued a statement condemning the use of violence towards Couture. I'm not condoning violence. I think people do have the right and the ability to share their opinions. Uh, But again, it's just a complete failure to read the room on the part of a hockey player at the moment. And, um, It's my opinion that hockey will prove to be on the wrong side of history when it comes to these issues, for the moment at least. Another interesting note related to COVID. uh, Blues general manager Doug Armstrong said one-fifth of the Blues roster tested positive for COVID-19 at some point before they departed for Edmonton. None of the players um, were symptomatic, but their fitness levels were affected because they couldn't train while under quarantine, he said. So that's... You know, one possible reason for their disappointing um, play in the bubble, losing to the Vancouver Canucks in the first round, which we don't really hate to see, do we? St. Louis Blues winger Vladimir Tarasenko is going to undergo a third surgery on his left shoulder, sidelined for at least five months. So that's a bad thing for hockey just because you want the best players to be on the ice as much as possible. That pretty much does it for today's episode of the Locked on Boston Bruins podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. I appreciate all the support for the podcast and um, each and every one of you who chooses to listen on a regular basis, full shout out to you as well. I very much appreciate it. Uh, If you could leave a rating and a review, like I said, that would be very much appreciated. We have got some very positive reviews lately from the likes of... McNamara Band on Apple Podcasts, Scott Jodrell, as well as Fred Shiro. So I really appreciate uh, all of you taking the time to write some positive things on the Apple app. It's uh, very much appreciated. One final note, Darren Dreger just tweeted NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman and NHLPA exec Donald Fear spoke yesterday and it's expected there will be a number of discussions between the NHL and the players today. Unlikely, the NHL changes its position on their stance towards you know boycotting games, etc., unless it's driven by the players. So we'll see if the players step up here. The NBA action was largely driven by the players, if not entirely, um, and it remains to be seen whether or not their playoff will resume at all. Um, so if hockey is going to make some sort of difference that it's going to have to come from the players. Anyways, that's it for today's episode. I hope you all have a great Thursday. Try to do something to take your mind off the Bruins' terrible effort in Game 3, and hopefully they rebound with a win on Friday in Game 4. I recommend checking out the Locked On NHL podcast as well. Always some great content over there. And uh, yeah, if you're not following the podcast on Twitter already, You can find it at LO underscore Boston Bruins. I'm at Ian C. McLaren as well. Thanks so much for listening, friends. Have a good one, and we'll talk to you again soon. Peace.